think we can all agree it's really hard to run after your God-sized plans, goals, and dreams when you are hauling around a cadaver of imposter syndrome with you. So let's dive in today. Welcome to the Grace Current Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Will, Christian author, entrepreneur, and certified business coach. But confession, I did not get here by charging forward and asking God to bless my effort. Yeah, like me, have you found that road actually leads to a tough place of burnout and overwhelm with a healthy sad dish of doubt and confusion. But it's at this humbling place that I received an oh-so-sweet invitation to walk in the grace we have received. And friend, it is your inheritance too, and it comes from your Father who sits on a throne of grace. Yeah, it's how He gets things done in heaven and how He wants to collaborate with you on earth to see your life, your passions, your goals, and your God-sized dreams come to fruition with a clear path, exhilarating pace, without losing your peace. So if you're ready to be propelled by God's giant wave of grace, then grab your board. It's time for the ride of your life on the Grace Current. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I have been out for a couple weeks with a nasty, nasty bug of some sort. So glad to be back with you. Oh, so funny to think about a cadaver, right? Hauling around a cadaver with you. But I want you to think every time imposter syndrome strikes, I am not going to carry around a cadaver with me. This is not who I am and I'm not carrying her with me. It is your time to shine and you got to leave imposter syndrome behind. So let's dive in and um, figure out why this happens. It is probably one of the most pronounced things that comes up when I am coaching those who are launching into their God-sized dreams is wondering who the heck I am to do this. Why me? No, probably not. God isn't really picking me. I must have got it wrong. And floods of doubt and discouragement come after us when we really want to go after what God is um, doing. It's almost as if an antenna goes up in the demonic realm and angelic is just like, zing, there she is. Let's go after her. Let's get her. She's got too much energy and too much of God's glory flowing in. And um, we've got to be ready for that. We've got to be ready for what comes when there's heaviness or it feels like something is just drawing us backward or pulling us down and we want to move forward. So um, we often have our hands full of this imposter syndrome and we don't even realize it. So we've got to empty our hands so that we can grab a hold of grace. If grace is floating there as a gift and our hands are already full of imposter syndrome, we likely won't set down the imposter syndrome to grab hold of the gifts of grace that are coming after us and all around us. So we got to set that old cadaver down, get rid of it and walk in the grace we have received. So picture yourself, you know, we've kind of grabbed hold of this whole surfer theme. And if you would picture yourself trying to surf holding onto a cadaver, that probably wouldn't go very well, right? We could hardly get our own selves up on a board, let alone um, carrying someone else on a surfboard, a flopping, you know, dead body. That is what it's like when we're trying to launch something, launch a God-sized dream, and we are doubting and um, we'll probably end up falling, falling off this board. And you know what it happens when you hit water at full force like that, man, it smacks and it hurts. 
and um, we're coughing and gagging and dragging um, ourselves up for air. So we want to get rid of um, imposter syndrome. And yes, it is possible. <laughs> um, so grace is God's all sufficient. We're just review a little bit here. Grace is God's all sufficient power, provision, wisdom, and insight delivered to you with unchallenged authority for work in unchallenged authority. He wants you to go forward with everything you need, with all the provision behind you, pro um, propelling you forward. And this is how the father runs heaven, no exceptions. And he wants it to run on earth this way. And he tells us to pray this way on earth as it is in heaven. So he wants us to sync up with his wave of grace as we're on our board, moving toward our God-sized dreams. And as I've seen so many times when I'm coaching, the toughest thing in launching our God-sized dreams is this doubt and discouragement that comes after us. We either aren't in the pace with God, we seem to lack peace, or we seem to lack provision, or all of the above kind of come at us, and we're starting to wonder if this is really what God has for us. Did I really hear him right? What's going on? And God loves to take time, though, to equip us and to give us the strength we're going to need for what's ahead. And a lot of times we'll feel that pullback into his pace and we mistake it for discourage and discouragement. We, we, we mistake it for he's rebuking me or I'm not good enough or I must have got something wrong. And that, that's when that doubt and discouragement start flooding in and that enemy comes in like a flood. And what we need to understand that is happening right here is God is really just trying to sync you up and grow and equip you with what you're going to need to shoulder the God-sized dream that's ahead. And I'm telling you, the longer the pause here, the longer we're kind of put where we feel like a little bit on back burner or we've been pulled back while we're watching everybody else move forward, the bigger the shoulders you're needing and the bigger the dream you're carrying. So not to get discouraged when everything that you're doing seems to kind of be on pullback. And that is a lot of times when we get that imposter syndrome just rearing its ugly head. That Well, I'm really just not one of God's beloved. I'm just not one of the chosen. He just really doesn't see me, know me, like me, all the things. And it's just not true. Not, not true. This is um, the enemy's ploy to get you to doubt so that you don't run after this God-sized dream. All right. You are a citizen in the kingdom of heaven. And we need to come into agreement with that. I am a citizen of heaven. I am watched over with tender care by my heavenly father. I am his daughter. I am championed by him. Like you could picture... Um, you know, the fans at a, a sporting event where they are waving the flags of their favorite team color, or maybe they have that silly number one foam hand, the giant number one, and they're waving it. That is God for you. He is all for you. He wants to prep you. He wants to set you apart. And sometimes, yeah, it feels a little bit like a pullback or a chastening or something that feels a little uncomfortable, but knowing the truth that you are being prepared and equipped versus unloved really sets that imposter syndrome off the radar. 
This is not about me not being good enough. This is not about me not being loved. This is not about me not being God's own and chosen and called. It is instead just a preparatory phase. And I'm going to accept it. I'm going to walk with it. I'm going to sync up with it. And I'm going to embrace it. All right. We know that the enemy wants us to think otherwise, that we're somehow separated, that we're somehow orphaned, that we're somehow not his own. And he'll come in with all of those thoughts. So putting on the armor daily has become my um, anthem. We have got to put on that armor, not only just on our own hearts and minds, but on our dreams too. Like God, protect that dream. I know you've called me to it. Um, protect that plan, that goal. Um, make a way for it. Put the armor all over it, right? Because we know that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And we are part of the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> we are in a, a violent realm um, supernaturally that we can't see all the time. We only see the evidence as it's coming on earth. So when you're feeling um, a little bit put back, maybe that God, you're not advancing, um, know that this is God. Uh, working his will and his way to get you on pace with him, get you equipped with him and put that, um, that imposter syndrome out and do not let the enemy come on in with some, some violent takedown. I mean, I've seen some violent takedown of my, of my students where they have, uh, the enemy has come after their children. And you know, my story I shared that the enemy can come in like a flood when we are really advancing and going toward our God-sized dreams. So the armor, um, and the mindset that we are his and he is prepping us and anything else gets to go adios. All right. Um, and I want to tell you a story here about um, how I took that season of warfare and brought it into my everyday life. And I started to see some real changes in how I advanced forward. So we moved to the Great Salt Lake area um, two years ago. And we were in a complete drought when we landed here. Everybody kept telling us, this is not normal. We don't normally have weather like this. I mean, it did not rain. You could hear it hitting the roof. But by the time I'd run outside and be like, rain, I could, I could feel like a little mist hitting my hand, but it would never hit the ground. For two years, this is what it was like. Every summer day was like 110 or above degrees. Um, it just scorched earth. We couldn't grow our garden. We couldn't put a um, lawn in. They actually told us not to. We were in this new newer development. So no one had lawns in. The dogs were running in this dirt and mud and stickers and thorns. And, you know, that's all that would grow. And um, it was really honestly miserable. And um, the Great Salt Lake was just draining. It was crusty and dry. And it, it, was, it was kind of this, um, I don't know, Armageddon type feel. And I... I started to just really feel uh, down and discouraged about it. And I started praying like, God, come on, do your thing, show yourself strong. And But I was praying like a beggar, like, come on, please, please, won't you just show us your love through rain and nothing, I'm telling you, nada, not a zip, nothing, <laughs> no rain. And I was like starting to get a little mad at God. I don't know if you've ever done this before when you don't get answers to prayer. And you feel like he's just not listening. He must not love you like he loves everybody else. And um, I started to question whether he was really a good father. But I knew it was true. I knew it was true. I had seen it in my life. I'd seen it in the way he had delivered us um, in that season of warfare. I told you about it in the previous episodes. And I started to think, no, I'm going to take that warfare mentality. And I'm going to bring it into this situation. 
And I stopped praying like a beggar and I started seeing myself as a kingdom citizen. If I'm a kingdom citizen of heaven, I have rights that follow me, right? They follow me. I am a daughter of the most high God. I am co-heir with his son, Jesus, to the throne of grace, which thank God I will never assume the throne because the father will always be there. And no longer am I a slave, but he calls me friend because, and a friend knows what the master is up to. And I started to take all of these um, kind of things that I'd learned in the warfare training and build like a court case of scripture. Okay, God loves me. God loves his creation. God doesn't want to see his creation suffering. And I would pull out all the scriptures to back this up. We needed rain. We needed grass. We needed a place for our dogs to run and pee for crying out loud. And, um, and this earth needed water. His beloved creation had needs. And I began to stack this up as if there was something in the spiritual realm holding back God's grace from hitting us. Just like I did when we were in the spiritual battle with our children. And keeping in mind that thought, like the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And there is something going on in a spiritual realm Everybody around me is telling me this isn't normal. This isn't what normally happens in the Great Salt Lake area. And it had been going on for two years. So I'm thinking, all right, we're going to battle here in the spiritual realm. And I am going to call forth my good, good father who has unchallenged authority and provision and power. And guess what happened, friends? About three or four days later, it opened up and it rained and it rained and it rained and it rained. And I remember that scripture, Ephesians 6, 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood or natural elements, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Woo, this was exciting. Now I am seeing breakthrough. And guess what happened that following winter? We saw the biggest snowfall on record this past winter, just this past winter. And it's now June 13th, and we still have snow-capped mountains. And um, they built a system here where the, it actually brings the water from the mountains down in a very elaborate system into the plains here. So we have plenty of water to water our lawn and to grow our garden. And the Great Salt Lake has gone up three feet. If you see on a map, go look on a map how big this lake is. To see it go up in three feet in less than a year is tremendous, right? So now every time I doubt that God hears me, or I think I might be an imposter, it does not last for very long because I remember that he heard me. He heard my prayer and he did not answer it just a wee little bit. He came through big time and I feel you all, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to partner with him, with the grace, with the gifts that are sitting on the table that Jesus came and died to open up for you. They're all just sitting there like a big, you know, when you go or you see on movies where they, the people send the wedding gifts ahead of time and they're all sitting on the table. Um, sometimes they're wrapped, sometimes unwrapped. Think of like 
your unwrapped gifts just sitting there waiting. Yes, they're there for you. Yes, they're free. Yes, God died to give them and there's nothing you have to do to get them. But we do have to open them and receive them, right? We did have to receive salvation. We do have to receive the gifts that we're asking for and open them up. Kind of like if I would give you a cell phone and I'd wrap it up in this beautiful box and an amazing bow and your name was on the tag and it looks so adorable that you didn't even want to open it. You're like, oh, I just want to look at it for a little while. And I'd be like, hey, no, I spent a lot of money on that. That cost me and I want you to use it, right? We got grace at a high, high price. Jesus came and paid the ultimate price to bring forth those gifts. And it's up to us to come and start partnering with those gifts. And so we're going to open, right? Unwrap it, grab that, like think of it like a cell phone. If you want to use it, you got to download the apps and you got to click on them. And you got to make them do what they're intended to do. And that's kind of what I was learning to do with this whole story was I was learning to pull down the gifts of God's love. God and God um, recognizing me as his daughter and recognizing that he loves his earth and his creation, that his earth and his creation needed water. I was partnering with all these pieces and parts and all the gifts that were sitting on the table and assembling them like a giant, like putting my arms around them, right? Mine, 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 mine. (laughs) And saying, these are mine. This is my inheritance. And I want to see it on earth as it would be in heaven. And here it came. And yeah, you will not see yourself as an imposter for very long when you start to see prayers answered. You will not start to doubt when things go sideways or backwards. Instead, you'll go into prayer mode of how do I call forth the grace and the gifts that are coming after me? So number one ways of getting rid of imposter syndrome is go back and pray as if the grace and the gifts are already there and the scriptures that back them up, create your case in heaven and pull down the enemy who's been wrestling and, and violently taking the kingdom and instead release God's authority by opening your gifts. Boom. So uh, imposter syndrome, because of, of things going backward or sideways in our lives, imposter syndrome, because we're not seeing answer to prayer. This is the answer to getting rid of those impo- the number one and two things that cause imposter syndrome. Usually, um, God doesn't hear me. He's not answering my prayers or I'm not moving forward. Something's going sideways or, um, I don't understand what's going on in my life right now. Praying and asking God to open, show your, open your eyes to the gifts that are available to you in grace and open your eyes to what he's actually doing while things are going sideways or going backwards. And instead of seeing it as I'm not loved and I'm not championed and I'm not a daughter and I'm an orphan and begging for things, you're going to start to see yourself as that kingdom citizen that God hears and that God answers. All right, friends, I hope this has been really encouraging to you. We've got so much more ahead. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and um, get those who are dreaming big in here to get the encouragement and inspiration that they need to move forward in God's grace. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. Did this episode encourage you or unlock something new for you today? I'd love to hear about it. 
you can drop me a message and leave a review on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And then, hey, would you pray about who else in your life might need to hear this podcast too? Then share a link with them. Lastly, if you're looking for a more solid understanding of grace, you can get on the wait list for my new book by clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, friends, that's a wrap. We'll catch you next time on The Grace Current.